Hey, welcome to another episode of Defy the Norm podcast. So today we're talking all about the solar plexus or the Manipura. And the Manipura is the place where we do and everybody's so great at doing, but it's really the way in which you do things that is um, going to either uh, make or break or block or heal the Manipura. And so today, Victor and I are going to break down like what exactly that looks like because I think all of us kind of pride ourselves on doing a lot and having checklists and to-do lists and being like, ooh, we wear this badge of busyness with the, like, I'm so cool. I'm so much better because I'm busy. And we're going to try to debunk that. So let's get into it. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. Right, so Manipura, I love the Manipura because the Manipura is all about the place where we act bold and courageous. And today we're going to talk a lot about how it ends up being the place where we just show our busyness, like our self-worth is if we're more busy, we must be more needed. And so it's it really gets uh, tangled and um, confusing this separation between solar plexus and sacral chakra and how it's this sense of identity internally, emotionally versus sense of identity in like our behaviors or how people really like the labels people put on us. And it's so hard because uh, our life ends up becoming defined by I'm this person's mom or dad, or I'm a trainer, or I'm an adventurer, I'm a nomad, all these stupid labels that get in the way of like experiencing life and it's where we're experiencing life that really like defines us and balances out our chakras. So yesterday, Victor and I are on this together. We're talking about each chakra each day this week. And Victor yesterday had an amazingly horrible experience (laughs) with Manipura. Do you want to tell him what happened? Well, I I, I had an amazing, horrible experience with Manipura based on, gosh, it was probably three days previously, right? Kind of building up to it. Right. I think yesterday was a culmination of me overdoing what I'm what I've always been naturally good at. I had been um, while Robin and, and the girls and Jariah had been climbing, I'd stayed back the last few days working with clients. And so there was usually an hour between clients. I was training my butt off like I was doing a pretty advanced sort of hit. Um, training. I've been working a lot with the equipment that I have and I'm like, all right, let's just make it hard cardio workout, really get my, uh, get a good sweat going, get cardio going. And I integrated a few too many movements and sure enough, I get on the wall yesterday and they, the problem with it is that they took, they saved this climb for me. The whole trip was about me and I get what, six feet off the deck and I feel a pop in my right hip flexor and instantly I know I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be able to climb. That was, that was significant. Yeah. And so the, um, the few little dots to connect on that is 
you know, Victor doesn't love rock climbing. I, I can totally understand. And in some ways I tell him, you know, like, don't even try. It's okay. We just go rock climb. You know, we were sharing some stories. You know, he has a little bit of blocked root chakra. It's scary. It's fearful. You know, you got a lot of fears. You don't think you're, you have fears? Get 20, Get 30 wall. foot up on the wall. And then if you still feel nothing, then you probably have no fears. But if you're like, uh, bring me down. I don't like this. You know, for victories, they can't escape that sense of uneasiness every time he's on the rock wall. And so there was this one climb that's a five, six. It's, it's the easiest red rocks. In, or I'm sorry. Red River Gorge in general is hard climbing. And so even for a five, six, it's still like it's pretty vertical. In fact, it's slightly overhung for even a five, six. Normally a five, six, you're thinking like it's going to be a ramp. Um, but, or a low angle climb. And so it's still hard. There is a lot, um, of fear still to overcome in easy climbing, but we had this one climb, like, all right, he has a break from his job. Um, let's take him here. Let's go do this. And yeah. And he goes up and within a few feet, he gets hurt. Well, in, um, you know, I think in my own self growth, I, I, I did not, Pan- I did not, I don't want to say panic, but I didn't go straight to anger and go like, I can't believe it. I just kind of felt empathy. Like oh, poor thing. Like you, you're, you're, you're here to climb this. And yet you ended up not getting to climb it. And so we stopped and thought about like, well, why, what, what are the things that happen that lead up to, to this moment? And then he's like, okay, well, I've been trying to training hard and that's a default mode. I think we all have a default mode that we go to in that. So for Victor, he's saying, okay, his default mode is, well, if I have an extra 30 minutes or an hour, I'm just going to train really hard because there's nothing else I can do. Like he doesn't have jujitsu around here. And even in jujitsu, in some ways you, you do, you defer to that or deflect to that like, and go like, okay, I'm just going to train really hard on the mats, right? Yeah, they're all, I mean, let's make sure we distinguish that these things should provide something, not compensate. And right? yeah. And so what happens with money prayer, your solar plexus is that it has to be this element, this space where you're acting, not in a sense to prove yourself. Okay. Because that's sacral chakra when we're trying to identify the self-worth, proving ourselves as worthiness. Solar plexus is this space where we just step right outside our comfort zone, where we're experimenting, trying things new. Does it always have to be in like a physical sense? Absolutely not. Like if you were uh, Gabby doing this TED talk, her stepping on stage and giving a talk about that, that's Manipura. That's not, she's not climbing something, but she's sitting, standing on a stage, stepping outside her comfort zone. That would be Manipura. Anytime we can catch ourselves having to take a deep breath, connect with our inner dialogue and say, okay, I can do this. I really, really want to do this. I'm a little scared, but I'm still going to do it. Yeah. That's where the beauty happens. And so what ha- if it's if we're already good at working out and we just keep working out harder and harder and harder and go and like, oh wait, I have 15 minutes, I can like bust out a really intense workout. Well, that can be good for your health, but if it crosses the line that it just gets you injured or causes adrenal fatigue or is an avoidance to other things, then then that becomes a problem. So yesterday uh, Gabby said to Victor, like once he was hurt, well, like what would massive imperfect action look like? Because that's kind of solar plexus right there. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember? I remember where I said it. It was like, it, it, it hit me 
pretty profoundly to go like, I don't know what massive her. But the other one that you used that I think almost resonated a little bit more was what would you do if uh, you couldn't fail? That's, these are all really good questions. What would you so, do if you couldn't fail? And that enough was like, oh man, I would, I certainly would be acting in that, in alignment with that Manipura, right? Yeah. Brave and bold. I mean, like the tiniest little one is I just filmed a reel and all I think of massive imperfect action. I know I need to get a reel up every day and I'm kind of like, feel like, uh, I just don't like, maybe Over-sosh. I should put ma- makeup on. I don't feel that like... I don't look that good. Oh, my hair. Oh, my face. Oh, my shirt. Oh, like those things are going on in my head, but I still go, well, what's the goal? Well, the goal is I really think that I ha- I can help a lot of people with RVing, with homeschooling, with living in alignment with your dreams, with empowerment. I feel like there's so many things. So I, so I have to catch that inner dialogue and go, no, no, I have worthiness here. I have a voice that can help somebody yeah i'm going to get over my my self-limiting beliefs that i'm not pretty enough or i don't have the nicest hair and just film it and i'm probably going to mess up but that's okay it's an action so for me that's why i like manipura that is manipura right there when you're like okay i need to film a reel a day it's not gonna be perfect but i'm gonna do it and when we consistently show up in that space it does amazing things uh when we got here to red river gorge I kind of was uh, down on myself that I'm not climbing nearly at the level I'm capable of climbing. And so when we got here, I told Isabel, and I'm like, look, we're just going to start leading. We're not going to have attachment to sending. I think I've told you before on the podcast, but real quick, sending's like you go up on the sharp end of the rope. Um, and so you're not on top rope. You literally can fall. But if you go up that way, leading it, and you don't take a fall and you don't really rest, like have somebody take the rope up to let you rest or, or have the, the rope tight. That is a send. If you're a rock climber, it's a big deal to send. Well, I, that, that's a huge step to go for me from just getting on the sharp end, taking it bolt by bolt to sending. If I try to send things, that's too far outside my comfort zone sometimes. But so on this trip, Isabel and I have been making a point to push each other to lead without attachment to sending. And I got to tell you, it's been, it's transformational. It's so wonderful to just, it's like saying, I want to start RVing and you just start with RV trips five miles from your house or, or whatever. I want to go for a hike. Well, you don't go do Everest first. You're like, okay, well, what's a two miler that I can do? And that that systematic approach to growth. So is there some things that you do feel like? Because I know this isn't your favorite. I really appreciate Victor coming on. It's not his favorite chakra to talk about. But do you feel like, okay, let's, let's, if you have one, you can come back to it. But let's talk about programming instead. Because now you get an idea. We've talked about this a long time on the podcast. The reason this one is a little bit easier for me and that Victor's like, ah, I can't believe we have to talk about this one, is programming. It's just our upbringing. I was brought up to fail. I was brought up encouraged, not even like, it wasn't even talked about. It was just assumed like, duh, fail. My, my dad, my, he fails all the time. Like he's, he doesn't even think about it. So I grew up not thinking failure was, it's just, you try, you try, you figure it out. And because you have that door open to trying and no harsh, um, repercussions really from, 
from failing, it's okay. And I think about like uh, for for Victor's family. But, it wasn't... Har- but elaborate on that. Okay. Um, harsh repercussions from failing. I would say the opposite from my side. It was okay to fail. As a matter of fact, it was an expectation. And then you just roll with the punches. Or That's guys, different. I think Whereas, you were guilted a lot into it. Like, oh, don't, don't. Okay, let's go from a, just a plain aspect. Don't, don't, don't play, don't play like that with your brother. Someone might get hurt. Right. Don't, don't climb up that. You might fall. Right. Don't. There, and then on top of it, there was a layer of guilt. Like, like you, you'll hurt me. If you hurt you, you're going <laughs> to hurt me too. Correct? Sure, sure. And so I was thinking from a standpoint of like, um, I always go, we rode quads in the desert and I was a lot like I've, I took two really big, two or three really big falls that I ended up in the emergency room and there was never the like, Oh, you shouldn't have gone for that ever. It was like, Oh, well that happens. Yeah. These well, you know, you, uh, you, you just, you know, next time you'll look, you'll slow down a little bit more before you, uh, peak that sand dune and go over the razorback or so now connect that for them. So that how that transfers to Manipura. In the end, it was an easy development into her being b- more bold from a, from a very young age without, um, it's not to say that you were a big risk taker, and I still don't consider I'm not, you I'm a big risk taker. Yeah. You're very systematic, but you also don't beat yourself up for failure. Robin is way more open about, all right, I messed up, move on. If I miss a turn to this day, I still beat myself up like, dude, what the heck is wrong? You're an idiot. You're an idiot. How are you so, so dumb? So you just nailed it. Your programming. So he went from action to worthiness. Right. He misses a turn. And that means I'm unworthy because I messed up. That was programming. I right. mean, luckily, it's kind of cool because Victor and I met when I was only 17 and he was 18. And so I saw a lot of his, um, how, he was, over, yeah. how he was raised. And, you know, there was a lot of love there, too. But there was this feeling of if you... Like, risk. well, no risk to the sense of like, it's your actions are a reflection of the type of person. And that's not necessarily like my, my dad would not have said like, oh, wow, you, you took that, that turn wrong and, and fell like you're a bad person. It was no, like you, you made a wrong decision, but there was no reflection on who I was as a person. And and you guys had a little bit of guilt into, like, be good. A good person self-sacrifices and oh, a right, big... Right, right. Well, that, that was a big That was a big part of my... Now, this this comes into play. Now we're crossing over multiple. We're, so we've crossed over Manipura, which is chakra, and now programming, which has a lot to do with upbringing. And now I'm going to obviously bring in personality type. It has to. But they are completely linked. A they certain... are linked. They are linked. I just want to make sure we, yeah. we identify that. And so my personality, when, when, when I was told, like, self-sacrifice, self-sacrifice, and you end up being a two who self-sacrifices, well, guess what's going to happen? Your messaging is going to always make it so. Even to this day, you know, Robin can ask me, what do you want? And I'll have a hard time answering. I have a hard time answering it. So the with the programming, with the chakras not flowing right... And associated with the with a lifetime uh, in my personality type, like it can make it almost stifling to even make any decision. You just feel like deer in the headlights. And if you if you guys know that analogy, you don't want to be a deer in the headlights in your own life. 
Yeah, so I'll say another thing is my dad and I, even though we weren't risk takers, what we did, or I'm sorry, even though we were a little bit more risk takers or doer, the problem is that we end up overdoing and then we drain ourselves emotionally and get to our breaking point really quick in like snapping or anger or frustration. Case in point, we had to move campsites this week and one of our slides has been kind of broken for a little while and we, we moved campsites... And I typically, Manipura, end up being the one who does the driving and moving sites. And I, I just do. Like, I got it. I'm, I'm not afraid. I've dropped my trailer. I've already taken risks and failed. Like, I, and I kind of enjoy the process. So I move our sites. And we go to put out the slide. And I'm kind of internally angry. Like, why hasn't Victor fixed the slide? <laughs> and so, and I mean, I had even gone to the point of getting the piece. I could have fixed it, but I did realize that in my head, I never explicitly said, you know, I think you should fix this slide because right. you need to do. fix things more. You like, you didn't tinker as a kid. You need to do, this would be really good for you. And part of his laziness on my part that I was like, I just don't really want to like get my hands all greasy doing it. Like my husband should be doing it. It's a guy thing. <laughs> and so, Why? but that's how... But that's only from being aware of the thought process. So I did just end up snapping. I'm like, like it comes out, you know, the thing that where you never, you always, and you can connect the dots. So anyways, we end up, I, I, I stepped back and said, look, I do feel like, like you should, you should, well, what ended up happening is I said, like, just tell me what your expectation is. And that's what I've kind of worked on resorting to, even with, Tatiana, our youngest, who has similar personality traits. What is your expectation here? Remember, it's like, do you expect me to fix the slide? Do you expect me to call someone to fix the slide? Do you expect the slide to fix itself? Do you expect it to stay broken forever? And I think that helped, right? When we turned it into like... Just that, yeah. Just that puts money pura though. Like, use that for yourself, you guys, and use that for like everyone you love. Because if we just ask people, then it then it puts money poor is also about like choosing yourself to be in alignment with what your third eye or your heart is feeling or your root chakra is feeling. It just brings alignment to all those. And when, when you give somebody the option to say like, what do you expect out of me right now? So let me get, give me the opportunity to live up to your expectation. And just that little shift, all of a sudden, I think each of us can go, Oh, well, I don't know, like, I guess. And then I think at that point you're like, well, I kind of expect to be able to fix it, but I just really haven't thought about fixing it. Exactly. (laughs) Well, and a big part of it is it was still functioning. Um, My thing is always uh, potentially at at that point, I always feel like, um, am I going to get into a bag of worms? Um, And should I pay someone to to do it. I'm like, well, it's getting out somewhat right now. Um, but then, okay, well, let's tell what happened. So we, so he goes to fix it. It was awesome. It's on cables. It's already in order to access it. It was out a little bit. I would say greater than, greater than halfway out. Right. And so it doesn't matter. It was like halfway out and he's standing on the sink, which of course is the loving wife. I'm like, dude, you're kind of heavy. You're going to break our sink. Okay. And so all of a sudden you hear, Boom. And ha- the slide halfway drops out of the hole because the first we had fixed a slide issue like this before and we had done it together, but the slide had been all the way in. It was like partially out. And so I was looking like, oh my gosh, you just dropped the slide. 
and he's yeah. so bad. But we laughed about it in the end. Thankfully, I didn't get my fingers on the way out. Dramatic. That would have been. And worse. so we go to the point like that's okay. It's like Avengers assemble. I'm like, all right, kids, everyone get outside. We're gonna lift it and push, and it, it worked. And then the best thing I could have done is I just left. I left. I'm like, you, you figure it out. Call someone if you need to to do it. Just I had to. And this is a thing, I think, where we're transitioning. I had to let go of control because as a type eight, my Manipura might be good, but my mouth is big. And so I had to like, it's not in my control. You have like, we're, we'll go here. And if it, if it doesn't work, then we'll call somebody tomorrow. But don't you think fixing it without me there helped? Uh, well, then there's no question as that the system, the steps, I don't have to run it by you. I think this is the best progression we have. I just use my own log my own logic and, and try to figure it out as it stands the slide is fixed it's a little bit if we'll see this is an rv thing this might be for another podcast i don't know you ever get into this but it's a you even look at the directions and it says there uh this cable system is a give take system so you have to be able to adjust the cables i'm like what the heck is this so i've spent about an hour and a half after i fixed it in between clients trying to tinker with it so it pulled in level um it it's not quite there but it's going in and out so that's a huge part especially because it was our kitchen um the funny thing is like knowing knowing enneagram personality type your natal chart all those things they end up overlapping and as a type two or in it says it even is a natal chart victor has so much attention to detail which is what makes him amazing as a trainer and especially for fixing injuries things like that but attention to detail like said, what do you mean like a give and take you know you just got to feel the cables just feel the vibe don't you just read the energy coming off the cables no, it's like i need there. systematic approach i want well, a to b yeah. to c and you should know this with your kids like if any kids like i talk about this in my homeschooling course if you have an sj type kid they learn best when everything is a to b to c Okay, some uh, NI, if you're NI dominant, you can like jump to like LMNOP and then come back to AB and jump into EF and you can move around. Your, your brain jumps around just like my voice jumps around on this podcast. Um, okay, if we're recording in our truck and it's getting really hot. I love Kentucky because it's so humid. It's wonderful, but sitting in a truck, this is like a sauna. It's like we're recording a podcast in the sauna. Victor's like, I'm sweating. This is so, it is hot. Okay, so we're going to wrap up Monty Pro with one last thing to think about. So the problem, so we're wanting to do, you want to do right outside your comfort zone. Um, I think for a lot of people, they don't necessarily see what exactly that looks like, especially if you're detail oriented, you're like, oh, just, is there a thing that you can do? And it, it actually comes down a lot to your value system. And if you can identify what the value, what things you value the most and align yourself with those, and then, um, really start working on intrinsic doing in intrinsic action not like my to-do list i i went to the post office i went to the grocery store i dropped off the kids i made this dinner i cleaned the shower like yeah but you think it would like alignment aligning your intrinsic values you're doing you're doing Mm -hmm. with 
with with your alignment inside which aligns with you because it's real easy you can go scoop dirt from one side to the other you ain't getting anything done you got a lot of work done but you're not but and you're so not, that person not. would be if that person values being needed or productivity possibly there's there's definitely a place where um i mean you feel it you you really value affirmation you but okay so i have to change that though he doesn't value that i mean he does but that's an extrinsic we talk about that we have to go from intrinsic you value knowledge yeah so when you can use when someone says hey thank you for helping me with my shoulder it's a matter of not being attached to the thank you it's about internally shifting it to wow i'm so thankful that i had that knowledge." knowledge yeah and then pursuing more of that, then it would be like motivation to like, ooh, I need to, I'm going to step outside my comfort zone and learn new knowledge that might help me in the future. Yeah. I'm going to listen to new podcasts instead of reaffirming my same belief systems. Correct. And you've even found that with, with training because you used to have a certain systematic approach to training. Who would have thought a year ago that you'd be like, I'm doing chakra healing and meditations half of my clients. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would not... Uh, first a year ago definitely not, didn't think I'd want to stick my uh, my hands into that but now it's an absolute standard and really that's like fitness like what what is fit what is really fitness worth if you're not aligned I, I work with people work people all the time and even myself like it, I can feel it in my body in my cells exercise has its purpose for sure but if you're out of alignment intrinsically you can't outwork that and, and you even yesterday transformation when right? you were climbing and after you got hurt you said oh, i'm so mad i'm here at red river gorge and i'm like i, I want i'm here to climb and then i said well why are you doing burpees like it's not that and you're like oh well i'm trying to get ready for keep my conditioning up for jujitsu i'm like but you haven't gone to jujitsu in a year and i don't even see it happening in like three or four months and so misaligned intentions, you can value both things, but sometimes you can't value them at the same time. Victor tells clients all the time, especially guys, I want to get jacked and lean. Like I want to get as big a muscles as possible and I want to get lean. And you're like, well, you're going to have to pick one, one or the other at first, right? You can have both, but you can't do both simultaneously. Yeah. For the most part, if they're natural, people are not natural. They need to really focus on one thing or the other. Um, and, and we can work uh, of course there are those anomalies. If you're really weak, never lifted a weight, well, you're going to get stronger while we're tro- dropping weight. However, the vast majority of people that come but in, they're talking in, about size. Like yeah, they're not going to be able size. to put on muscular size. Usually you have to put on the size and then taper the leanness. If you're getting, if you're in a caloric deficit, it's kind of tough to, to build a ton of muscle. Size. Unless yeah. you're on, if you're on PDs. Yeah. So I hope that helped you with money para. This is my specialty. If you need help understanding what it means to take massive imperfect action and reach a goal or work towards a goal, I'm going to loop back to this one next week or put a video up on making mindfulness fun about like, because this is all great. But in the end, if you don't have a goal you're working towards, Manipura is going to just stay confusing for you. You have to be pursuing some some goal and then using the Manipura to get there as opposed to just filling your sacral chakra with busy tasks that are helping you. Okay, I, I'm avoiding 
pain or I'm finding more um, worthiness or I feel needed or I feel more loved. Like there, there's, a, there's a shift that has to happen. And so we're trying to work towards that, that next that next uh, goal. And this will wrap up the body chakras too. And tomorrow we'll talk about heart chakra because that one is the bridge between having the goals and achieving the goals. All right.